Hey fam, welcome to The Catch, a podcast for young adults to help you catch God's truth for your life. In a world that peddles all kinds of confusing messages all the time, we want to help you clear the confusion and catch the truth of God's Word. Let's dive in to today's episode. All right, well... Got it? Yeah, no, no, I just, <clears throat> during your intro, sorry. Go for it. No, this is, this is not yeah. the intro. This is the oh. start. Oh. This is the start. Welcome to the catch. Uh, I feel like we should introduce ourselves just to start with. Yeah, go for it. So I'm Kenzie. Um, I, what about me? What do you want to know about me? Post it in the chats. No, I'm just kidding. This isn't, this isn't live. Uh, no, my row. name is Kenzie. I am young adult uh, pastor here at the Connection Church. Yeah. Love young adults love being about it. I also feel like I'm yelling right now, so I should probably calm down, but I'm just excited. No, go for it. And, uh, and who are you? Uh, my name is Rowdy, and I am the youth pastor here at the Connection Church. Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Love, love that generation. Um, I think, and I say this all the time, but I genuinely believe that there's a lot of people that, that are obviously growing in influence, but I feel like um, the sixth through twelfth grade Gen Z, whatever, on the cusp end of millennial, and then younger are the most influential generation, um, and so I, I think they have so much leadership, so much influence. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of these topics here, yeah. But uh, they have this; they're empowered to do something um, specifically by God and to be bold and have leadership, and they have a lot of influence. And I'm excited to um, how God is using the church. Um, the ministry, uh, 1830, YNG, the whole Connection Church, um, to really steward them in that. So, You guys haven't hit Gen Alpha yet, have you? No, I think, I, think, I think my kids, Your are, kids Gen are Gen Alpha. Alpha. Yeah, they're two and four, so I believe they're Gen Alpha. Yeah. Praise have God. You, you don't <laughs> want to be Gen Beta. It'd be terrible, I feel like. That's, a, that's not a good look. That's coming up after. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard the names change so often. Yeah, they do. So they do. You know, there's this debate. I say debate. I guess it's just in my own head about what, um, what debates are for me too. (laughs) Just me and myself about, um, what generation I am actually in because it's, it is actually debatable because I've looked it up a couple of times. Oh, I was born in, I was born in 97. You can look it up right now. I was born in 97. Okay. So I'm either the last millennial uh-huh. or I am the first. Yeah. I'm just going to click the first link. I don't even know if I searched the right thing. Generation years chart. Yeah. And you don't know, just Google everything. Have discernment when you're Googling stuff. Um, it's, it's not working. Okay. Let's go through here. It's not pulling up. Mm. Uh, oh. it's not. Okay. You said when? Let's break it down for everybody. We don't know what the audience it's actually, is like. It's July 97. I'm also holding this like I'm like I'm preaching. Okay, I just feel like I'm not yeah, talking I feel loud like enough. Too loud? No, I just feel like that's actually not the right way to do it. That's I think this. that's going to be better. Okay. I think so. Okay. Perfect. Um This is not the right link. No. Oh. I Yeah, go ahead. Okay. What do you see? What is our oldest Okay, the greatest generation, 1901 to 1924. Too old? For this, it's the catch. Anybody could listen. Anyone can listen. Whoever, yeah. I mean, this is so for... So that's, that's the silent generation. 
1945. I believe oh, that's my that's my grandparents. I believe these this is the generation that God told like children don't speak unless spoken to. Is that is yeah. that true? But my mom <laughs> also says she got told that. Yeah, and she's well, not that. She doesn't. She's do that. also not silent. I love you, she's mom. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get a little uh, baby boomers. Here we go. 1946, 1964. Is also, that... that's my grandma on my dad's side. Okay. Just if you were curious. Yeah, no, I'm glad I, you stopped me before I said something completely embarrassing. Generation X, 1965, 1980. Yeah, is that's that... my parents. There it is. Is that what you No, not at all. Love you, PC. Love you, Pastor Pam. <laughs> that's that's my parents, yeah. Mm-hmm. Coolest generation. Yeah, they were born, some might they say. Were born 70 and 71. Wow. Millennials. Here we go. Millennials. Okay. So based off this, 1981 to 1996, this is where my wife and I sit. This is where we camp. Mm -hmm. 1996, that was the cutoff. You said 97. I said 97, right. Which, according to this particular article, puts you in Gen Z. Gen Z, which is is great. Which goes to 2012, which is the year I graduated. So, yeah, that's, wow. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. A little fun uh, fact. Fun fact, just shout a fun out, fact. Shout out I graduated high school. Uh, high school in fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, Where'd you go to high school? Oh, dude! All all six of the places. Tell me. I it's went two, to right? no. I just went to two, two high schools, three middle schools. Okay. Um, so that's where that's why because I know I've said I've been to like a bazillion schools, uh, and three colleges. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd just be hopping and bopping around, you know? But uh, no, I went to a private school uh, in San Marcos called Hill Country Christian School. Yeah. It was real fun um, because it was a uh, Pentecostal school. Mm. And so we would get together on Wednesdays. We would have chapel. Yeah. Um, I hate to, to do this, but I mean, I know you're going to edit a lot of this, but I'm my stuff no, isn't No, I'm not going to edit any of this. Look at that. Oh, no, you're coming through. Okay. Yeah, you're coming through. Okay. I see you. Cool. Just making sure. Yeah. You're the top, right? Yeah, I'm the top. Oh, there it goes. Yeah. When I, like, through. yell. See? No, but you don't have to yell. Oh, I don't. Trust it's me. Just... Trust me. I'm probably too loud. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Okay. All right. You're Go good. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, middle schools. Um... No, but no edits, no cuts. This is this is raw. Raw, raw and unreal. This is well, raw. Well, while we're still on this, I know, I know you're, I just want to wrap everything up. Generation Alpha, 2013, 2025. And mm-hmm. then, that's it. And that's it. So apparently, beta hadn't even they haven't been beta born. form hasn't been released yet. <laughs> the update. The update. <laughs> Middle schools, high schools. It, yeah, and it was a. I went to a Pentecostal school, and so on Wednesdays we would have chapel. Right. And I have this very vivid memory of um, being uh, th- them doing worship, and then the janitor actually ran on the stage with this bright orange flag like Mm. huge flag and just started just spinning twirling the flag over us as we sang it's good yeah 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 we also um we also they would have like these chapel services where they would prophesy over us oh i think i've heard and like all of the teachers what's funny is not all of the teachers were charismatic right um because they didn't all go to the church that the school was at and i actually i had a teacher who was lutheran and we would have this you know prophecy chapel yeah and what you would do is they would start the the service Mm -hmm. and they would turn on some worship music in the room and they'd say okay um 
just go to whatever teacher you feel led to go to. And you would go to multiple teachers and stuff, and they would tell you to pull out your phone and record uh, voice memos right. of their prophecies. You still have them? Uh, Bethany does. Oh. Damn. I don't have mine anymore. Next I, episode. Yeah, I could, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Just making promises um, out here. But it was, it's funny because um, you'd go to the different teachers, and, um, of course, the Lutheran teacher, she wouldn't really know, like, I mean, she, not that she wouldn't know what to do, but she she would just say some encouraging words to you. Sure. But it wasn't anything like some of these teachers you go into and they're saying, you know, God's giving me like a vision of like a glass eyeball on fire. Wow. And that was a real that was a real prophecy that one of the girls got. Um, and, you know, so and then they're amazing. like, does that mean anything to you? And what do you say in that moment? Like, well, I mean, does it mean something to you? I don't know. You know, I'm not I, I think prophecy is real. You didn't get that. But no. Pro- oh, okay, um, okay. Mine was just. I remember getting a word uh, about from my Spanish teacher. She said, <laughs> "Was it in English?" She said, "Yeah, it was in English." Okay. She said that I was going to um, spread the gospel in Spanish. Wow! Yeah, how's that going? Bien. Wow. Muy bien. Muy bien. Yeah, you know. Let's go. That's awesome. What was her name? You want to shout her out in the podcast studio? So there it is. Um, Let me give her a shout out. No, I don't remember her name. I only had her. <laughs> what's What's funny is we had a few Spanish teachers, uh-huh. um, and the f- two of them got deported. I think she was one of them. That yeah, it was like it was kind of sad. Just in the middle of the semester, it's like, where they go? Yeah, no, that's where they at. We thought the rapture came and yeah, and it was yeah. Anyway, so that was that was one of my high schools. Um, and then I also I went to Layman for a semester. Yes, you shout out to, Lobos. Let's go. You went to Layman. Yeah, right? yeah, went graduated all four years. Yeah, poor you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just it was kidding. a fun time. It was a fun time for sure, <laughs> for sure. They're doing better now though. They're doing better now that I'm gone. I'm joking. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. With any stories from high school? Oh gosh, uh, yes, a hundred percent. Am I allowed to share any of them? Probably not. Oh my word. Um, no, um, man, uh, athlete um, had a lot so of. You got to start with that. Coaches. I mean, that was like the Star highlight of my high school so career. Cool. Um, I don't know about the cool part, uh, but I had a lot of coaches as teachers, so that explained a lot of good grades for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, um, I got a lot of the. You're smart. You just don't apply yourself. Oh. Got a lot of that. That's always hurting. I was a huge procrastinator, um, but I would always, um, anytime there was a public like speaking, any type of like in front of the class speech type stuff, uh-huh. I didn't do any of the work because I, I set it up like, hey, y'all do all of it, and because nobody wanted to present, like I just they're like, I don't want to oh, get yeah, nervous yeah, talking yeah, in front yeah. of people, and I was like, I'll do that all day long, um, and so I, middle school, high school. Brief college stint, same thing. I just would you just did that. Just go and speak and, and get an A plus on yeah. all their work, basically. Yeah. So yeah, that's fun times. Fun times at Layman High School. You know what's funny? I remember doing. So I'm different than you in that I I've always been a big nerd and I I'll do the assignment, but then I'll also stand up and yeah. present, and that's you just did it all. The, that's the sauce for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved I loved standing up and presenting, but uh, I remember one time I gave. Um, a presentation. This was in college, um, and I a lot of our the program that I was in was pretty small, mm-hmm. so you would kind of go to the same classes with a lot of the same people. Sure. How and big those, were the classes? 
of the, like the lectures oh and stuff. it just depended uh biggest, i went to biggest one i went to gcu into. yeah well the biggest shout out grand canyon yep i was actually up. born in arizona Did you know that? i heard you say that a, a couple days ago and i was like no way yeah i was born in arizona it was like wow kingman arizona i've never heard of it i never heard of it i was just in the phoenix area i was with you me neither mesa you know <laughs> I'm, I'm totally totally a true story anyways uh gcu Scottsdale. yeah all the all the places <laughs> you say phoenix already yeah tucson Two, i did go to tucson a couple times um anyway biggest anyways. biggest course you walked into at gcu like lecture Ooh. classroom i mean maybe a, maybe there was a hundred people oh wow that's pretty big yeah but that was like a that was like a big one that's and the then biggest one yeah and then you get into because i also went to texas state for a little bit and some of those classes were really big eat them up eat them up eat them up cats go cats go no yeah oh yeah <laughs> well that's why i left <laughs> so because i couldn't get couldn't that get down. down no really i couldn't i can't do the hand motion thing and it was it was yeah it's a little confusing they among got like a among other yeah this thing yeah among other things it's lobos good. it's just just that easy easy peasy it is well and what's funny is what's funny that's the lopes lopes up so what you're saying the is the lope is dope lobo for life well, I'm saying lo- lobes for life, sure, but we can. Well, what's your hand you know, saying? Your hand is up. saying anyway. Lobos. Up. So, what was I saying? Oh, this class. So I'm in. I'm in this class. I'd given uh, a presentation like the year before. Uh huh. Um, same people in the class, though. Right. You know, different different class, same people. And I give a presentation the next the next year in the class, and this girl came up to me and she was like, "Hey, I just want to let you know." <laughs> I remember your presentation from last year. It meant so much to me. Wow. And I was like, really? I don't even remember. What? I mean, I didn't say that. I was like, wow, thank you. Like, that's so encouraging to me because I do love to speak. Yeah. You know, so it was just like, felt like a little affirmation, but also it was like, I don't, this is a, this is a class. And yeah. I don't, you remember what it was about at all? Oh, the, I, I have no idea. No idea. It was probably on even, first. Even back then? uh maybe back then i honestly don't remember that much but i remember being like what this was a presentation like we're just in anyway god can use anything sing it god can do anything there it is there it is connection worship can't wait for that one to come out um (laughs) dude okay i like how you caught on quick too you knew exactly where i was going with that it's awesome oh yeah even with the use and the do the switch that song's always on my mind you know um now that we're done (laughs) We talked talked about, and that's the podcast, and that's it. Did you catch it? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, okay, so here's the question for you. I want to hear about your favorite hot drink, your favorite cold drink. Yeah, that's good. Oh, me. Me. I was thinking we were going through. Um, Well, I like, I'm not a big coffee drinker. Uh, My wife has kind of gotten me more into it, but something weird is I don't, doesn't matter if it's summer, if it's winter. um, I like hot coffee always. Like if I'm going to drink and now when I say coffee, it's like sugar more than anything. Like it's sweet milk is really what it is. My Mm -hmm. coffee. Uh, But when I do get something, (laughs) it's always doesn't matter. Summer, winter, um, I want, I want a hot coffee. I don't like iced coffee. I don't like cold coffee. Super weird. Um, so I, I guess my f- favorite drink, and then I, I love, you know, Dr. Pepper soda, obviously. Um, and that has to be cold. Like that has to be. You ever had hot Dr. Pepper? Uh, you know, hot God doc- is good. Hot Dr. Pepper with lemon. And I've had some rough, rough times 
you know, where I just forget to put them in the fridge or something. And so there's just But the you've pantry. never heated up your no, Dr. Pepper? I've never heated up my Dr. Pepper, though. I've, heard, is, I've seen this. This is something that my, uh, my dad tells me about that his dad did with him. Mm-hmm. It's like heated up some Dr. Pepper with some lemon. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think it sounds, sounds terrible. terrible. Yeah. Whoa. It sounds weird. Spooky. I don't know if I can do that. So, Spooky. Um, I, I do like hot drinks occasionally, um, but I, I'm going to have to go like a ice cold Dr. Pepper for sure. Yeah. Favorite drink. So I uh, don't do coffee. Okay. Really don't. I can't, can't hang with it. Can't do too much caffeine really. Um, I'll do a hot tea like hot tea. Yeah. I've been drinking this like um, hot chocolate kind of drink that I don't really like, but I've been drinking it the past few nights. It's supposed to like help you fall asleep. Nice. Um, and it's it's been really great, actually. Very relaxing. It's got melatonin. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It's been really good, but it's like... <laughs> you okay? No, I'm good. I'm good. It's just... It's nice, you know? You just drop melatonin in there? No, no, no. Oh, that's already, how it comes. It's, it's in there. That's how it comes. Yeah, huh. I mean, it's, you know, same concept as, like, sleepy time tea. Yeah. You ever had a little sleepy, sleepy yeah, time tea? For the, well, maybe not me necessarily, but we have the, um, like, the body wash or, like, the bubble bath for the kids that sure, has yeah. the, you know, that same type of stuff. And yeah. I don't know if it's melatonin it's inside. It's nice. The, it's relaxing. Yeah. It's I don't know if stuff. it actually works. I don't like the way it tastes, but it's, it's I've been enjoying, <laughs> been enjoying just, like, falling asleep to that. So that's your go-to, like, hot drink? What's no, your go-to my go-to drink? hot drink. Hot. My go-to hot drink is uh, peppermint tea. Always peppermint tea. Love peppermint tea. Okay. Um, and uh, my favorite cold drink, I love. I'm a lemonade fiend. Okay. People don't know this about me. I'm a lemonade fiend. I also love green tea, but yeah, I just yeah, I'll be drinking that lemonade for so sure. So just regular lemonade. Do you like the flavors? Do you like where do you go? What's your go-to spot for? Okay, lemonade. let me backtrack. Okay. No, I want to change my answer, oh, really. Oh, not lemonade. Uh, okay, because if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to get a drink. I do have a, a preference here. Oh, two things. Okay, one, we love Dutch. We're going to Dutch. We're going to get green tea, pomegranate, and honey. They actually, like, ended up, because I go there and I order it a lot. Yeah, they made uh, a drink called the Kinsey. No, they, like, <laughs> they did put it on their, like, orders. Like, they have, like, I guess something on the wall that's, like, here's some like of our regulars stuff, yeah. or something like that. That's cool. And so they ended up putting that up. So the, by the way, shout out Dutch Bros. If if by some chance an employee listens to this, someone with some pool, you know, hey, young podcast starting up, sponsor. You want to sponsor? <laughs> we love you, Dutchies. We love you. Go ahead. The mafia, the Dutch mafia. That's what they call it. Okay. Did you know that? A little aggressive, but all that's right, what I'm, they call it. I'm with it. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's probably gonna be. But also, there is a um, hand smashed lemonade uh, mm. trailer. Uh, that sounds down the good. Way. I've I've seen this. I it's think. awesome. Some... I got some guava lemonade. It was See, sick. That's where I draw the line. Sick. Because I, I feel it. like you and Megan, my wife. Um, for those that don't maybe don't know that, uh, y'all like the 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 weird drinks. That's the one thing that my Variety wife dri- drives me crazy life. is like, just get a, a random, what is it? The teas or like the, the flavored waters. And like, she's like, get me avocado pear with some zing. And I'm like, what are we doing? Just get some regular, like, why we got to have a blueberry? I don't think and, avocado and would taste good. You never it. know. Somebody out there, I'm sure. No, that's mm, disgusting. I was trying to think drink. of random, like dragon fruit in. Yeah. And peppercorn. Hey, like, and you know what? Get... Sonic Sonic started doing. They added some new flavors. They added dragon fruit, mm-hmm. uh, blood orange, 
I don't, I actually, I think there was like one more that they've actually added to their like syrups, you right. know, like for their slushes and stuff. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet, but. So what's a drink, anyway. hot or cold? Just if you, it doesn't matter the season. Cold. It doesn't matter. Your cold. go-to is cold Easy. drink. Cold. Iced or just refrigerated? There's a difference. I actually, okay, this is weird. One thing that I've been going to frequently is just a, um, it's just a room temperature water. Yeah, that's good. Like, I, there's something about, and I know this is bad for the environment too, a plastic water bottle of room temperature water Yeah. that I've really been enjoying. <laughs> yeah, I think Recently, it's just... I keep grabbing them. I don't like uh, if, if, on a rare occasion when I drink water, um, I don't like it to be cold. I don't like water cold. I don't like it hot, but I like room temperature water. That's it funny. goes down the hatch easier, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because usually I'm not... No one who honestly drinks water for like, mm, this stuff's good, you hey. know? Okay, well... You don't put anything in it, just regular water. Yeah. Oh, if I'm getting a room temperature bottle of water, it's it's down in five seconds. Like I'm oh, not no. too enjoy it. It's too because I like I feel like I need water. No, I've, so I've been sipping on that. I mean, look, I got one today. I've just been enjoying this all day, and I'm shout serious. out to Core. Core. <laughs> <laughs> get all that. Okay, Apple. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> there's no product placement. Sponsored. There's no sponsor. Okay. Hot cold drinks. What is this all about? Why are we spending twenty minutes on hot cold drinks? You know? <laughs> I don't think it's been twenty minutes, but um, I we are going to talk about today being lukewarm, having like yes. lukewarm mid faith, like because a lot of people, a lot of young adults that I see are walking around, and they're telling me, you know, I love Jesus, I want to follow Him, but then. Quite honestly, they're living with a mid-faith. Yes. You know? Um, and I think it's really easy to do. Um, I don't know. Rowdy, have you ever experienced, like, just doing... Why do we do things halfway? Why do we live in the middle? Have you ever done that yourself? Um, yeah, 100%. I think um, you just... just check a box i feel like you just kind of get something i have to do like i just got to get it done so let me just knock it out and i think Mm -hmm. that's kind of what leads people to really any anything um you know i think i mean i i always bring it back to like our relationship with with jesus and i know that's that's what we're doing here but um i think when you when you start to what my friends are serving so i'm just gonna serve and um, I guess I'll say it this way. When your why is to just make ends meet or just to like put up a front or just to get to a place where you're um, just they're doing it. So I'm going to do it. There's no real there's not a reason why you're it's just my well, I got baptized because my family got baptized, which was my story at the beginning. Like I mm-hmm. wanted to make somebody else happy. Um, there's a real reason behind the things that we do. And if you don't know it, whatever it is. Right. Why do you? Change your oil in your car. Like, it has to run. If you don't know why, yeah, that there's reasons behind this thing. Someone and, can and, explain that to me sometime. And you and you find out quick. Like, if you don't change your oil, like, you're eventually, your car's not going to work anymore. Oh. Um, and so. I need to do that. It's not going to run as well as it's designed to run or, you know, putting a bookshelf together or furniture. Miss one valuable step. Mm-hmm. You, ever, you ever put something together and you get, like, the end of, and you got, like, four parts left and you're like 
uh, <laughs> what am I going to do? I have four extra parts. Like surely they didn't just send a, or it's an uneven number where it's like, I got 17 extra pieces and you're like, well, this thing's sitting up, right? Well, at some it, point it's probably going to not work for you. And I oh, think man. Yeah. just going down a line and you just don't know why you do I've it. I've totally done that. So, that desk that used to be yours. Uh huh. I put together. Yeah. It's still holding up. It's still holding up, but I did have to go in and just like glue I saw things that. down. Yeah, I saw that. Because I didn't know what I was doing. Missed the steps. Why, the why is boxes. important. The why is important. Have you ever been at a place like that where you kind of just, I mean, I guess it just goes back to the why. Like, are you at a place where? <laughs> Did, I don't know if that showed up in the in this feed just now, but I will say, I should, I should say, so we have a school here yeah, on yeah. campus, um, an elementary school, and they're doing PE out here. So if you hear any screams, a lot of things everything's happening. fine. They're just playing games or something a lot of things happen they got pe class i don't even know if that came through but if it did that's funny the why the why of like have i ever had trouble with the why yeah so i think we're talking about mid like living your life uh checking boxes Mm -hmm. uh not really understanding you're just kind of mid-level faith you're not really on fire you're not really you know Mm -hmm. you're cold hot that kind of thing um so i I think it goes back to the why have you ever been in a place where you didn't know the why I switch the question on you? Honestly, Sorry. no, no, no. It's okay. Uh, honestly, I think for me personally, I've always known the why because I've grown up in right. the church. I've grown up in the why. Um, and I know that's not everyone's story, but for me, that's just true. Sure. Um, but for me, it's that I've gotten comfortable with the why. Yeah. Um, you know, I went through um, an experience recently um, where I, I just got comfortable with the gospel. I got comfortable with salvation and with Jesus, like finished work on the cross. Right. Um, I went through an experience where I was just, I felt like I was just having a hard time stumbling through things. I started to get frustrated with myself as I was, um, messing up, dropping Mm. balls, like, Mm spiritually with myself, but also yeah. just like in my life in general and the things I was doing. Yeah. And I started to carry all of the weight of it with me. And I forgot like, yeah. Oh, actually Jesus paid for all of this. That's right. You know, that's good. Um, and so I was walking around just, you know, right. Crushing weight on my back. And then I had to come back to the realization. Oh my gosh. I've known this all my life, but let me experience it in its fullness. Like Jesus paid it all. Yeah. You know? So you're talking about like, I, I, not that I'm saying that like, your life is mundane, but I'm saying you had something mm-hmm. and it would been your whole life. Yeah. Something happens in the middle of that mm-hmm. and what you knew your whole life and you still knew in that moment, it yeah. kind of changed the, and so it, it forced the... you something you knew. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, I, I know this. I have to. Yeah. And so I would say that, that even though I didn't realize it, and like I said, I think we just get comfortable sometimes with our faith. Um, and you know, we go to church every week, we're hearing the word of God. We're like, yes, this is good. We go, we sit in the worship service and we're like, we're like, wow, the band is rocking. Um, the host time is fun. I love seeing my friends, but we're not actually metabolizing 
the gospel for ourselves. Like yeah. we're hearing it, but we're not allowing it to transform us sure. every day, you know? Right. Um, like, yeah. Which I feel like can kind of lead to, um, well, that you living that, that mid-level faith mm-hmm. kind of on the fence or one foot in, one foot out kind of deal. Um, the lukewarm Christianity, but also it kind of feels like it, it leads to that. It works for them, mm-hmm. but it don't work for me. You know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. know it works, but it's like, but but the same. But you're like, why is this not same action? In my life? Yeah, yeah, the same peace, the same love, the same grace, the forgiveness, all of that that we mentor and we talk to people about, and we disciple mm-hmm. and we walk with them through. We can now we get to a tough season and we're like, oh man, like this. Wait, it's actually available for you know. This I, is for I, me too. I preach at least every week. Yeah. And there are times in my life where I'm like, wait a minute, like. I'm forgiven too. Like I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm still allowed to like accept that and walk into that and, and, and believe that for myself. That's good. Which I think, you know, causes some, some issues for sure. Especially when you realize it and you get into a season or you kind of get, um, knocked off. No, that's, that's really good. I love that. Yeah. Um, that, that's the thing also that I love. I feel like you, you said, um, I, I grew up in the church and the thing I love about this, this idea of this podcast, many things, but we, we are, under the same leadership now, uh-huh. but I didn't grow up in church. Right. Um, you know, I've been going to this church for nine years, been attending this church, um, got saved to this church, started serving, baptized, the the whole like next steps thing. Um, got places as an intern, got put on staff, and now I'm pastoring this church. And, and you grew up, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, no one grows up a Christian. That's not, that's not, you're not born into Christianity, but you grew up walking with Jesus building yeah. the church as, mm-hmm. as a, as a PK, you want to kind of walk through that a little bit what that was like? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, just like, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, so I, my parents were pastors before I was born. Um, and grew up in the church. My dad was a youth pastor. Let's go. He, yeah. Yeah. And he's still a youth pastor at heart, you know? Yeah, he um, is. But uh, youth pastor and then uh, ended up going to uh, pastor a church, uh, lead pastor of a church out in Luling, Texas. Yes. Which we love, uh, Lil, Lil Luling. Don't and, love uh, the smell of it. But no, I love... cried when we moved there. Uh, my parents tell me, I was only two, but they tell me that I cried for at least a week about the smell. We love a good watermelon thump, though. Love the watermelon thump. Yeah, super fun. Speed uh, seed, seed spitting contest. Always great. Anyway. Um, yeah. So we moved out there and he became lead pastor. And then, um, when I was five, so my parents raised me like j- constantly, always telling me about Jesus, reading the Bible with me. Um, you know, we pray together, we'd sing, uh, worship songs together. Yeah. And so, um, that was just ingrained in me at a young age. Um, when I was five, I said, uh, I want to give my life to Jesus. Now, I, I always say, and I, th- I think, you know, when you're a kid, you can, you can do that. You can be saved sure. at five years old. Yes. Um, because it is just a, a commitment between you and God. And you're, you're saying, I want you to be Lord of my life. But I didn't fully understand what that meant. Right. I knew what that meant, but not in its fullness. And I would say even now, like, you know, we're all on the process of sanctification. We're all learning. Right. And so even now, do I really understand what that means? No, but I'm trying more and more every day. Sure. Right. Yeah, um, so same deal. But um, yeah, I was saved at the age of five, and um, and then uh, just grew up serving, trying to share Jesus with my friends. Um, I remember being in the like uh, 
kids ministry and like my mom was in charge of the kids ministry and she would walk up to me and she'd be like hey there's a new kid over there like you need to go share your toy you need to go uh be friendly to them and you know invite them to hang out with you and all that and so um grew up learning to serve as well and so i feel really privileged in that way um i think it also comes though with its own challenges like you have to at some point decide fully that like your faith is not your parents that's good but it's yours that's good um i remember uh going off to college well Mm -hmm. first i was at texas state which was just just down the street yeah eat them up um eat them up cats uh realized that was not the place for me and that's that's we should talk about that on a different podcast because that's actually a really cool story yeah um but ended up moving out to phoenix and um I wouldn't say that I walked on the wild side, but for me it was it sure. was rebellious. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I tried, I tried drinking. I tried. Um, I listened to music that I wouldn't normally listen to. I used language that I wouldn't normally use. I, um, you know, hung out in circles that um, probably shouldn't always be hanging out in. Yeah. Um, you know, things like that. Um, and through that process, I think God, he, I think he really protected me, um, from myself at that time, because, um, even though I, you know, I was still serving in the church, I was passionate about the church. I really had to take a minute to say, okay, what are my values? Right. Who is Jesus? Um, what does my faith mean to me and how am I going to live this out? To to you, like you had to. I had At to, that point, yeah, had to I had to do that. make my faith. Yeah, my and how own. old were you this time? Uh, I st- this was eighteen to twenty. Okay, I finished school pretty quick. Yeah, I finished college pretty quick, but um, yeah, I had a couple years where I had to just be making these decisions. That's good. And um, I then ended up moving back here, um, and I'm glad that I was able to make my faith my own there. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I moved back, moved back, uh, with my parents under my parents' leadership, yeah. um, cause I'm back at, at the connection church, uh, where they're the lead pastors. And so, um, really had to sit and think and pray and process, you know, that's good. Is my faith my own? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a huge, huge part to getting outside of that lukewarm Christianity where you kind of, you, that, that's a big Absolutely. And one, one lesson I've, I've learned is that you can be in the church. In fact, you can be, cause I'm a, I'm a big church girl. Like I love the church. I love like the uh, building the church. I love the ins and outs of like church culture, Yeah, all of these things. I'm so about it, but you can be about the church right? and not have a close relationship with Jesus in your life. Yeah. Um, and the two have to go hand in hand That's good. or else they're, they're not worth much right. with one or the other, you right. know? Um, yeah. 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 And so it goes back, circling back to the why, you know, why, what is the important of it? Why, why is it important to build the church? Why is it important for the ins and outs, the people, the culture, getting people to show up sure. at the door? You just, it's a big part, you know, of that, of the body. Church is confused as a building, and while we hold church in a building, um, the church is the people. So when you walk through, like, mid, when you think about that, like, lukewarm Christianity, are, are there some key scriptures? I think I know where you're going with this, where you're going to go with this, but is there uh, maybe one or, or two key pieces of well, scripture? Well, here's the thing. I, um, 
two, uh, thinking, thinking of a couple, there's just so many things I want to say, actually. Um, one, let me say this before I give you a scripture. I think there is true danger in your life in having a mid faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because I will tell you, and I know you've experienced this yeah. when push comes to shove and like, and like things are getting tough. Yeah. Sometimes Jesus is all we have. Yeah. It's good. You know, and if you, are having a mid-level faith, you're you're gonna have a tough time holding on to him, holding on to your faith in the middle of like trials, in the right. middle of like these tough moments That's in good. life. Yeah. Um. So I I think figure it out now and figure out your faith quickly, mm-hmm. um, and what you believe. Yeah. Um, because things are gonna get hard, and you're gonna need him Absolutely. desperately. Absolutely. That's good. Um. Uh. It, one scripture that comes to mind when I think of uh, mid-level faith, and I, I say this all the time, uh, actually, when I'm talking about mid-level faith, but it's uh, Revelation three fifteen through 16, and I wrote it down because I knew we were talking about this today. Uh, it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Um God yeah. hates. Is it crazy to say God hates things? I don't think so. I think there's things. God hates sin. Sure. Um, God hates a lukewarm faith. Um, because the trouble with a lukewarm faith, like, okay, if you're if you're super on one side of what you believe, like right. let's say you just have cold faith, you're like uh I'm I'm an atheist. You know, like I just don't believe anything yeah. about this Jesus stuff or God sure. in general. Um, we're just out here on our own, like, okay, you've got a set of principles that you're standing on. Yeah. Okay. If you've got a hot, hot, hot faith and you're like, I'm all about Jesus. I'm all about the gospel. I believe he is who he says he is. I'm going to live my life that way. You've got a set of principles that you're standing on. Sure. If you are lukewarm, if you're sitting in the middle and you're like, I don't know, this could be true. This could not be true. I kind of believe this, but I'm not living it out. Like, one, like, I just want to be straight up with you um, because I care about you. You're, you're lying. You're lying to yourself about what you believe. If you're like, if you're like, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian, but I'm not living it out. That's good. Wow. You're, you're lying. And I, I'd hate for you to be lying to yourself or to others. I know that you want to stand on some kind of truth. Um, or if you're just like unsure, well, then you don't have a set of principles you don't right. have a foundation to right. be standing on or to build your life on and i can just tell you like because i've seen it oh i've seen it so many times of of people not going anywhere in their lives yeah. because there's there's nothing to build on right you know i think uh you know one thing that uh, and this may or may not have come from an avengers movie but there's two <laughs> two people or two two things that people have to have and if they don't I'm like, it's kind of a red flag, like relationally, you know, like if you don't have some type of uh, like a a story, a past, a it doesn't have to be like fully checkered. I think people say checkered past, like uh-huh. like they're a felon, they're in and out of prison. This is not what I like. I've got to, you got to have some type of something in your past that you, that you're working through, that you're coming from. And then you have to have, um, social media on some level. I feel like if I'm looking through on social media and we don't see an Instagram, we don't see a Facebook, like it's a little, a little red flaggy for me. And if you don't have both, then, then we're completely out. And I you're, don't think I understand what you're saying. So you're, you're talking about, uh, what did you just say? What did you repeat what you the, were just saying? I don't think I understand what you're no, no, saying. No, no. The, before that. 
about having nothing to build on, no foundation. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So if you don't have a checkered past, it means you haven't learned from anything. Okay. And you're walking away, which means you don't have, so if you don't have that and you don't label it as a checkered past, like uh-huh. your past doesn't look great, but you're like, no, nah, I'm perfectly squeaky clean. means you don't have any principles that you're standing on. That was my point. So mm. if you don't have a checkered past, you don't, I don't have social know if media, I agree, you don't really. have principles. Okay. If you don't have all three, that's a red flag for sure. We can overlook Instagram. Have, we can overlook. <laughs> what if you have, what if you have principles and you've always just held to them? That's what I'm you saying. Know? If you don't have principles, right? But you're saying you you have to have a you have to have a past. You have to have something. I mean, you everybody has. The thing something is, everyone goes through something. But I'm no just point. thinking about I'm thinking about you know I've definitely gone through some things in my life. But but there are some people I'm thinking about the good girl out there. You know, who's like sure. I've just done it, just done sure. it God's way. You know, there's a, someone always has something. The point is like if you don't have one, fine. But if we're like you, nothing like you just completely fine you're a good girl good guy whatever fine perfect but that means you have principles yeah so that already emits you know what i'm saying like that omits what i was saying the argument that i'm making if you sure, got sure, sure. all of those things instagram that's just a church thing people we looking for people to serve and we look obviously uh-huh. we look at people on social you're media just saying- and if you don't have that then that means like it's a little weird but that's overlookable like i'm fine with that okay. but if you're like i, I don't have like, oh, my past is squeaky clean. It means you have principles. But if you don't uh-huh. have principles and you don't have, um, like, some type of something, a story, a, a bit of a, a testimony. And I'm not saying you got to go. You know what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you were yeah. just saying you went through a season where you struggled and you made some decisions. And it, it could be like, well, I was just hanging out with some friends I shouldn't have been hanging out. I learned with. There's something there. But yeah. if someone comes to me and they're like, oh, or people that you ask all the time, like, oh, my life's, my life's going great. It's like something, something has, like there's got to be, you know, we always have something think, going on. In our well, lives. I think God uses one, the devil's out to get us. Yes. The devil's out to get everyone. And so, you know, you have, you have a story. I know you yeah. have a story. Um, and two, God uses um, tough moments in our lives um, to build us and to sanctify us and to prepare us for what's ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think that's true. For everyone. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I don't really have a story because I've, I, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm pushing back on this a little bit because I've heard a lot of people um, say this before, yeah. especially because I hang out some in some PK circles. Sure. And the PKs either, <laughs> they either really have a story or they're like, I don't really know that I have a story. Like I've yeah. just been in the church. Well, you have a story. God's moved you through different trials and different Absolutely. moments. So um, that's, all, that's all I'm thinking about. Yeah, so about even if you, you grew up in the church, um, yeah. people leave the church. So yeah. you, you got friendships that you've invested in. You've yeah. got relational hurt. You've got, you've got some stuff in there. And I just it's, it's always alarming to me. And people are like, no, nope, nothing, nothing to pray nothing for. I'm good. Ever... I don't need you to pray for me. And it's like... Well, like, how am I going to get to know? So, so now when we're when you're good, if you're saying, "Hey, I'm good," well, I don't know what it looks like for Kenzie to not be good. So, when you're off or you're out of character, like uh-huh. I have to be able to walk you through something. Um, that's what I mean. I'm not saying you got to be a yeah. Well, what's funny is you you eye. have uh, and others around here have really seen me go on that journey over the past yeah yeah month. <laughs> Or so, where it's been, it's been. Oh, she's just pretty good, pretty good. Sure. But but I would tell you what, a lot of that, and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, she's not good, and she needs some help. Um, and uh, 
But the reason that I think people have seen that yeah. is because it's not that nothing's ever happened. It's that I have never been vulnerable. I decided I decided oh, I'm going to be vulnerable with that's good. people that I care about. Yeah. Um, and I think that's part of um, becoming less lukewarm in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, God, uh, God gives us um, community. Good. Um, to help grow our faith. Um, and he also gives us solitude, as in time with him, uh, to help grow our, our faith. Yeah. Um, and both of those are very important. That's good. And those are two things that I would encourage you to like lean into big time um, if you're looking to move out of lukewarm faith. That's good. Um, and that takes vulnerability on both levels, vulnerability with others, vulner- sure. vulnerability with God. Um, sometimes we don't want to do that either. Yeah, you that's know, huge. Very huge. Um, so what if you're just like, okay, I'm just, I'm comfortable with where I'm at though. Let's say you're, you're living life mid, but you're like, this is fine. I'm good. Yeah. What do you have to say to that person? I would say it's good until it's not. Yeah. And I think we say that as a, a means to, justify or to maybe even like suppress our own like what we got going on just to go back like people are people and none of us have it figured out Um, we're all dealing with something on some level big or small depending on what you're what lens you're looking through but I think when people say they're comfortable um, like I'm I'm fine with it like I'm I'm okay well you're okay until you're not you know there's only so many things you can you can push under a rug before eventually you trip over it and you're like, Oh man, I got a mess in my life. You know, I got, I got some things. And usually the funny part is like, we'll overlook the big things and whatever big is to you. I'm not trying to like, you know, say this is Uh worse than that, but like whatever the, the big thing we'll overlook those things in our lives. Um, and it's like the smallest thing that like sets us off. Like who took my, my, my car, my car water bottle, you know? And it's like, and you're ready to throw out friendships because you think they didn't. It's like, what happened? But really the, the four things before that uh-huh. are the things that really broke you. Yeah. Um, and you thought you were good. And so I just would say, um, be honest with yourself, get some people around you, um, who have the same values, beliefs. Um, we always say, get, get around people that are, that are, uh, same, same minded in the sense of like, mm-hmm. they believe in Jesus. They want to speak truth into your life and be honest with them. Find, find somebody. You don't have to have 25 friends that you're telling everything to. You got to, guard your heart, protect your testimony, but share with people, invest in people. Um, I just, I've been on the end where I've said, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. It's okay. Everything's working. I don't want to wrinkle, you know, ruffle any feathers or anything like that. And then the slightest thing breaks me. And then on the outside, it looks like that's the thing that broke me. But really there was 17 things before that that. were huge. Um, and that's the thing that, that broke me. So just be mindful. It's good until it's not, and you want to catch it before it's not. So you can learn how to, how to deal with that and, and bounce in and out in and out of, of those seasons. Cause they come. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, okay. So here's another question that I had, um, about just like living amid faith. Um, can someone who has the Holy spirit inside of them live out amid faith? Really? The question is, mm-hmm. can you live, can you live amid faith and be saved? I would say yes, Mm -hmm. 
because I've been there. Okay. Um, you know, you, you can't lose your salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with busier seasons, and this is what we do, we justify it. This is exactly what I'm doing right now. Um, yes, it, it is possible. Is it, is it what God wants? No, but it definitely is. I mean, it's, it's no, yeah, it, yes. I'll answer it like that. Yeah. Yes, because I have, I have lived that way sure. before. Um, and you know, I think, you know, things like, um, baseball season come up, right. Where they're not uh-huh. going to church and they're not attending and they're not serving, um, they get uh, a different credit card. And so now their tithing isn't set up. Um, seasons Oof. happen, vacations, yeah. um, take a hit in, in the summer for a youth group specifically, right? Mm-hmm. Like where they're just not, not here. They're going on vacation. They're taking the time. Um, Halloween, they got five days off from, from the public schools here or something like yeah, that. Which Crazy. Is wild. Um, so it, it, you know, it's it's just different different things where we use to to justify those types of moments where they're they're all saved. Uh, priorities have just been have just been switched. Now it is a mm-hmm. slippery slope. I'm not saying like mm-hmm. you're good. Roddy just gave me permission on the Catch Podcast to go ahead and dismiss everything God has told me because I'm still saved and that's fine. Uh, the deal with with being saved is now you have the same um, power that rose Jesus from the dead. And so that that thing that's inside of you that we call guilt, the world calls guilt, it's actually called conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that action, you don't change. It's not like you get saved and all of a sudden you're on fire to go to church the next Sunday or you're ready to get in your Bible. That may mm-hmm. last for a couple of days, but at some point you're going to have to get up and make the actual choice to say, I'm going to wake up an hour early and get into the Word because mm-hmm. I know my day is so jam-packed. Um, so to answer your question, yes. Um, but it does raise up those those kinds of questions of you know the vacations and the priority prioritization of what it looks like to have a relationship with Jesus. So yes, yeah, but I'm not justifying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life yeah. does get no, busy, I, I but if you keep God at the forefront, yeah, it's easier said than done. But. Well, and I think what you're saying is like actions are more important than feelings here, right? Hundred percent. Um, one of my favorite scriptures uh matthew 5 37 let your yes be yes let your no be no yeah um and so really i'm bringing that up because i just think like okay i may not feel like reading my bible every day yeah but i know that like like when i am on fire for god like that is something that i will be doing that's good and so i'm gonna let my yes as in I'm saying yes to Jesus every day, be my yes yeah. by acting that out, by like reading my Bible even when I don't want to, spending time in prayer even when I don't want to, um, you know, showing up to church even when I don't want to. Of course, that almost never happens for me. I do love being at church, yes. but for, for you know, if that's happening to you, like yeah. let your yes be yes, let your no be no. If you're saying yes to Jesus, let it be yes in, in all the that's things, good. you know. I love that. What does it look like? Um, for what does that look like in your life? The yes, the yes. Yeah, we're specifically talking about Jesus, but being in ministry, you Uh get asked a lot. So, what does that look like for you inside of the yes and the yes? Asked a lot to do what? Name any amount of things you've done today that aren't technically in your job description. Uh-huh. We all get asked to do a bunch of things. So when uh-huh. you say your yes is your yes, we're talking about following through. We're talking about 
prioritizing Jesus, like when I'm saying yes to Jesus, like when we say yes to the calling he's placed on our life, Mm -hmm. what does that look like inside of your life? Maybe a story that you had to say no, or a story that maybe you should have said no, but you said yes, and what did that look like in your life? Did that lead kind of to a place of maybe a mid-level faith that it kind of disrupt that in any way you're calling? Oh, man. That's a deep question, and I just... Uh, I will say... Ask three and one, sorry. This. Okay, so I talked a little bit about being in college and trying to figure out, you know, my values, what I believe, and that kind of thing. And um, one thing that kept me planted in Christ um, was that I, I knew that I wanted to follow Jesus. I was trying to figure out what that looked like mm-hmm. for me and really also, you know, how close to lines could I get sure. was, a, was a problem for me. Um, but I, sorry, I'm just thinking about all the stupid things that I did in college. Um, but I did um, stay planted in the church because I knew they're like, okay, if I want to follow Jesus, like this is what people do. Yeah. Um, and so in that sense, I let my yes be yes over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I actually, my my friends, um, I remember us having this conversation with one of our pastors where um, we were all gathered around, we we're like eating or something. And they were like, Kenzie, she's just kind of a freak for the church. Like she just is talking about the church all the time. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, I am because... I just kept thinking like, okay, I want to serve Jesus. I know that that's what I want to do. And so I'm just going to like pursue this that I know is, is solid yeah. and I'm figuring out everything else. Um, and so it really was for me like, yes, yes, yes yeah. to um, the church right, all the time. Like, like kind of in a crazy way. I remember there were some weeks where I was like literally leading worship like nine times a week. And it was just like, Cause, cause I'm just trying to figure this out. I'm trying yeah. to, so letting my actions be my yes, That's good. even before my heart was the yes. Did that lead to points of exhaust? So this is, I guess this is perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to try to segue this. So what you just said, Ooh. what you just said, I always say, cause the big thing for, for me, um, is burnout is always a huge thing and uh-huh. not, not for me specific. People always say it. Yeah, and, yeah. and I would use that excuse early on. Like, I'm just exhausted. Burnout, I'm just, just burnt out. I'm just whatever. Um, and so I kind of started to develop this thing. And ultimately, I feel like God was saying like, hey, that's that's the beginning stages of lukewarm Christianity is burnout. Yeah. And really what that means is you're not feeding yourself. You're exhausted. Well, I'm at the church when you really boil it down. Because people would say it and I would say it. You know, so I'm just going to speak for myself. Like, I'd be to a, a place where I'm, I'm just tired. I'm just burnt out. And I feel like God's like, dude, you're only at the church one day a week. What are you burnt out from? Mm-hmm. And really, when I would feel those moments of 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 burnout, when I wasn't in the Word, when yeah. I wasn't praying, when I wasn't seeking Jesus for myself, um, yeah. and I've been like that, just speaking, where I've been in seasons where I'm just trying to crank out content, and so I'm looking at the Bible, I'm opening the Bible every single day, but it's for a message. Yeah. for a youth group You're or for a Sunday. For or for, and so I, it was like I had to almost have like three different, and then it was like, well, now I'm just literally checking boxes in my relationship with Jesus. And so when you were saying I'm doing nine days, mm-hmm. did you find moments of where you felt exhausted? Were you you're feeding yourself? Because that was in the between of the 18 to 20 years old, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, where you, you were kind of battling with that, um, you know, friendships. And, and, you know, so 
where, what did that show up? Did that show up in your life at all? Either good or, or bad, either way. I'm just curious on what that looked like for you as far as burnout. Did you mm-hmm. use that term? Did you not? Did you find yourself drifting into the um, like mid-level faith, lukewarm? I got a little, uh, even though I, I love the church, I love Jesus, I got a little disillusioned with uh, my church specifically that I was at. Mm-hmm. I remember, okay. I remember uh, 20 years old, I, you know, I did something that I, I would not do again. I'm kind of embarrassed about it, but I'll, I'll tell you about it just for the podcast. So embarrassed, <laughs> but, but here's one. Well, let me, I'll tell you, but I remember having some conversations with some of my friends, you know, we're all serving at church together and being like, I don't know about this. Yeah. I don't know about this church. I'm not sure if this is, you know, the, the spot or what's happening here isn't good. And, yeah. and uh, I just want to encourage you, like, don't ever do that. Don't ever, don't ever talk poorly about your church or your leaders. Like, go to your leaders and ask questions. But That's don't, good. don't because because what you're doing when you do that is you're like stirring up some angst in yep. the people that you're talking to. That's good. And you don't know what they're dealing with or what they may be needing from That's good. the church at the time. Yeah. And so if you're you know pulling them from that, it's really not it's really not okay. Yeah. It's really not. You could it's good. You could be messing with somebody's life like in a serious way in doing that. So I just wouldn't um it from my own experience actually. I feel like that's kind of what happened. Um so um so did I feel burnt out? Burnt out with uh the church a little bit. Yes, because it was like I just kept, you know, trying to um run towards that and not as much towards Christ. You know, um, and that has to be our first go-to. That's good. I love, um, don't, uh, don't tell your, uh, theology bros. Don't tell any theology bros. I'm about to read the message Bible. Um, but in the, in the message version of the Bible, um, Matthew, uh, 11, 28 through 30 says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Yeah. And so I think there is a difference between like, okay, religion yeah. and relationship, you know. Classic. Re- yeah, I know. I, so I didn't want to say it. I was like, yeah, it's no, so it's cliche. good though. It's so but good it's, though. But it's true. Like there's a difference between um, my personal relationship with Jesus right. and then like just what I am doing yeah. um, for Jesus. And yeah. I think both are important um, because he calls us, he calls us to go into all the world, make disciples, yeah. right? That's good. That's our calling, but um, but you can't do it without him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think religion looks at performance mm-hmm. strictly. Religion looks at checking a box. Religion looks like, you know, taking up enough good days, matching up enough good days in a row uh, to be able to line up to something, to achieve yeah. something. And a relationship with Jesus says, I, I, just, I just want your heart. Yeah. I just want you. Um, in the middle of your mess, don't come cleaned up. I told this story, um, you know, I, I feel like people have told different versions of it, but I've heard a lot of people say, it sounds great, this whole Jesus thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to come back next week. Let me get some stuff in order. Let me, you know, let me, let me clean my life up a little bit. If you're waiting to clean your life up in, an, in, enough, in enough way to, to come to the altar and say yes to Jesus, yeah. you'll be waiting a long time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, oh, you're, yeah. you're not going to be good enough in your own. Yep. And so I always tell this, um, with, you know, you take a shower, you don't, you don't get cleaned up 
to get in the shower. Like my, my son, uh, probably a year ago, changed his diaper and to avoid any type of nastiness, mm-hmm. had to clean him up yeah, 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 before yeah. placing him in the shower. And it seemed dumb to me, but that's, you know, that's a separate thing in what people do in their relationship with Jesus. Like before I come to Jesus, let me just clean some stuff up. Well, well the enemy knows he can get you there. Like, oh, he's not going to come back next week. I know. It just what right there, make that decision and allow God to show up in the mix and, and change your whole life. Cause I promise, I promise um, he will for sure. He will. He will. Okay. I think we're out of time. I think that was, that was great. And we're, <laughs> we're gonna, uh, we're gonna see you back here yeah. next week for another episode. Hey, uh, be sure to slide into our DMs. Tell us what you want to hear on this podcast. We'd love to hear from you and uh, have a great week.